is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to the Friday show. Starter sit for the NFC home games. And the bar has been set. 28 fantasy points for Nick Mullins. Who's going to beat it? Jared Goff, Drew Brees, Rodgers, Brady. The high bar this week, but I'm sure about seven or eight quarterbacks will get more than Nick Mullins got yesterday. Welcome, everybody. What's going on? We're going to talk about last night's game and get your lineup set. We have a mailbag show coming up for you on Saturday. We'll, we'll record it today and air it Saturday. Well, that was an interesting game last night, huh? Was it? Uh, well, anything is interesting in its own right. Uh, it was pathetic. The Oakland, <laughs> I mean, Oakland's performance was pathetic. Oh, they totally quit. Like, take solace in the fact that whatever you are really bad at in life, you are better at it than John Gruden is currently at motiv- motivating NFL players. Well, he's got to be good at something. He got $10 million a year. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> owe him $95 million, though. $95 million. I don't think he makes it to Vegas. It's the worst contract. Like, could be, players can't get that much guaranteed. It's the worst contract in the history of the game for anything. He's, hey, he said they're going to build a, uh, a Matt, Matt Flynn may challenge that, though. I, you know, uh, look, I, you can't. I don't know how much he got guaranteed. You can't judge him yet, cause like, you can't fully judge him yet. They, they have a lot of draft picks. Like, they could be good down the road, but it's gonna be a while. And it seems like they screwed up this year, this past year's draft. Um, and you can't lose, you cannot lose by 31 points to Nick Mullins, unless Nick Mullins is the new Tom Brady and he just comes out of nowhere or something. But right now I'm gonna say you cannot lose by 31 points to Nick Mullins. And Nick Mullins may be a good streaming option. They get the Giants, buy, and then Tampa Bay. Yeah, so in he they haven't announced officially that he'll start, oh, but he probably get will. It. Come on, <laughs> I'm just saying. I, that, I, it's a, they have such an easy out because their bye is in two weeks. So you play Mullins against the Giants and say, "Well, rest Beathard, and if he has another good game, then he's your guy. You rest away." All right, so let's talk about. And you this showcase game. him and trade him to uh, to the Giants for a first round pick. There you go, Raheem Mostert out for the season with a broken forearm. I don't think the Giants are going to trade for Mullins. They'll probably. Trade the first round pick for a running back instead. Um, Derek Why would Carr, they trade the first round pick when they can just draft one? That's with the true. Because there's no good quarterbacks in this class, right? So they're going to get a running back, <laughs> probably, and a fullback in round three. Okay. Anyway, uh, Derek Carr. I said on Twitter my biggest mistake of the year. I started him in I think two leagues, uh, three if you count my wife's league. Uh, he he scored six so three six fantasy points. I mean, hey, just admit it already, my God, man! Great, no, great completion percentage as usual. Um, no interceptions, no picks. What percentage of the passes do you that Derek, he's trying to make right now? Do you think you could complete Adam? Because there's no there's no higher degree of difficulty no. throws. All of the ones to Jalen Richard, including the one that should have been intercepted that ended up in Jalen Richard's hands. Um. Oh, yeah, it was it was bad. Is there anyone that you have faith in? Oh, look, Doug Martin actually had a, a nice yards per carry, and he did that consistently. He actually did not have a run longer than ten yards, and still had eleven carries for forty-nine yards. Richard, four catches. We know he usually does better than that. Is there anyone that you uh, and Jared Cook, terrible game, but um, anyone you feel confident in going forward on the Raiders? Just Cook because he's a tight end, and I would take out the word confident. He's the only one I would start. No love for Doug Martin? I mean, he's going to be in that bi-week replacement flex conversation, but again, no confidence. No, not a lot of confidence. You can't do anything with Jordy at this point. Oh, you cut him. He's had 
two games this year with more than four targets. And just the, the, the problem isn't him. I, I wrote about it this week. It's Derek Carr not looking for him. It's the, the stupidest offense I've seen this season is in <laughs> Oakland. How they just, they, they can't dial in and focus on specific players. I'm glad that Amari Cooper got out of there. And don't get me started on their defense. Nick Mullins looked good because that defense was so terrible. Well, I'll say this about Doug Martin. His next two matchups, just in terms of uh, yards per carry, are good. Chargers and then at Arizona. Chargers. Man, yards per carry Twitter is going to come at you hard this morning. Why? Because they hate it when you talk about yards per carry. Uh, We've said it like uh, seven times in the first three minutes of the show. It, it is what it is. It's an important stat. I mean, he's got good matchups the next two weeks. I mean, it's yeah, a way to measure defenses for sure. And it's a way to measure Doug Martin in this game. But it's the running back who has 11 carries that go for three yards or less and then one carry for 40 yards where the average, oh, he has a great rushing go, average. Well, that's not really true. Go beat the waiver wire and get the Chargers defense now. I already did. I did yesterday in uh, at least two leagues. They play Oakland yeah, next week. Coming off a bye and not play, and playing the um, – Seahawks, not a lot of people are going to look at them. Yeah. Go, I, go get them. I actually felt kind of dirty because we give beat the waiver wire every week, and I don't necessarily go out and do it. I try. But the two that I will definitely be looking at, Chargers DST, um, maybe Alex Smith against Tampa Bay, but uh, also Josh Adams, I think, definitely beat the waiver wire. More on that later. All right, going to uh, San Francisco. Yeah, Nick Mullins, we can talk more about him on the Tuesday waiver wire show. He'll get the Giants on Mon- Monday Night Football. How, how is it that the 49ers get two straight? Primetime games, well, they should have been. Well, the I know, yeah. I know, I know. It just sucks. Um, Why does it suck? That, that offense looked great. Actually, right. you're right. You're right. It was fun. George Kittle is amazing. <laughs> the Giants that shouldn't be on Monday Night Football. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, Alfred Morris and uh, Matt Breida are left standing. So this is an opportunity for Breida, I think, to finish strong, right? Get healthy maybe after the bye? Hopefully. Of course, they'll get hurt during the bye week, and mm-hmm. we'll have everybody buying in on Alfred Morris. It's six straight games with 61 or fewer rushing yards for Brita. He just doesn't get a big workload. But do you think that changes now with Mostert out for the year? No. Slight bump, maybe. But he doesn't see a lot of involvement in the passing game. Did he catch last night? I I think I saw – he had one catch last night. So that's one catch in four games. That was his first target since week five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And he had, had, what, two, three goal line opportunities? Couldn't get anywhere close to the end zone? Well, he got them down to the two-yard line, and then Alfred Morris came in, and then he lost two yards, Alfred Morris. But Breed had a couple of opportunities, didn't he? He did, and he – well, I, I remember the early one where he that got them down. He picked up first and goal, got them down to the two, and then came off the field for Morris. He had a, a carry from the one or two where he broke a tackle and almost got in and then got stood up. Okay. How about the wide receivers? Goodwin, nothing. One catch for 11 yards. Garcon had his best game, first touchdown of the year. Kendrick Bourne caught a touchdown, and Richie James had two catches for 60 yards. It's Garcon's first touchdown with the 49ers. He scored all last year. Yeah, you're right. How about that? So uh, I'm updating my team name. It's I'm Richie James, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's only Kittle, right? It's only one we can rely yeah. on. All right, the game. This game's easy. We are done with San Francisco and Oakland, thankfully. So I've got uh, something really cool to tell you about, football fans. Well, first of all, play in our FanDuel contest, fanduel.com slash FFT, fanduel.com slash FFT. More on that later. But we've got a new podcast launching. It's actually launched yesterday, and 
It is called The Season, 2008 Steelers. And it is Bryant McFadden, who played on that team, cornerback for that team, who works for us, CBSSports.com, CBS Sports. Uh, he hosts every episode. And what they're doing is, beginning next week, they are dropping one episode per week where McFadden's going to bring on Heinz Ward, Dick LeBeau, big names from those Steelers teams, and talk about each game from, I think, week 11 on, maybe week, maybe week 10 on, um, leading up to and all the way through the Super Bowl. So you're going to get like kind of insights on the games, insights, insights on the locker room. It's something we've never done before. And I think it's going to be possibly our best podcast ever. It's, it's great. Um, it's already been recorded, I believe. At least, uh, some of the episodes have. And, uh, we're very excited about it. I wanted to play a clip from it. So this is BMAC. Bryant McFadden talking to Heinz Ward about James Harrison. The clip might sound a little bit clunky because I edited it to shorten it a bit. But uh, just some of the kinds of things that is, if you're a Steelers fan, you have to download this podcast. It's available now. Uh, it's called uh, The Season 2008 Steelers. Ten years ago, they won the Super Bowl. And here's a clip of uh, BMAC and Heinz Ward talking about James Harrison. Talk about Debo, as we call him, because I tell people all the time, James Harrison had multiple nicknames. Debo from the movie Friday. We all remember that character. That silverback. That, 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 that took Red's chain, uh, silverback, yeah, because, yeah. you know, most silverback gorillas, they have their own cage in the zoo. They, they can't be with the other gorillas. But talk about James Harrison, man, what he meant to us man. together as far as you know the what? impact. You know, James Harrison, man, the guy, all he got when he came to Pittsburgh was just work his butt off. Of course, you know what he did in the weight room, weight room. <laughs> I mean, he, he's still lifting like he is at 40. I mean, the guys, to me, he still can play the game of football, but, uh, he just always had that attitude. And it seems like every time he walked in a, the locker room, that song came on, you know, Debo, <laughs> he has that song. It always came in, but you know, but James was a big teddy bear. Hey, Amen. I mean, when we, it, for a lot of people who don't really know James, they see the craziness, they see the interview, uh, interviews that he has. Sometimes he goes off, you know, about his son, like he doesn't want his son to get a participation trophy. You just shake your head and <laughs> yeah. you're just like, man, that's, that's Debo. Alright, so I think if you're a Steelers fan, you're gonna find this stuff really interesting. If you're a football fan, I think you're gonna love it. And it's just one episode per week. You can make time for it. It's called The Season 2008 Steelers. Uh, I wanna congratulate the people who worked on it because it's gonna come out uh, really awesome. Alright, we got some news and notes for you. Dalvin Cook was limited in practice, guys. Do you think Dalvin Cook plays today? This week? I hope not. Eh. Uh, well, we're gonna preview that game, so we'll give you the scenarios. Latavius, with and without Dalvin, wait, is that game this NFC? Yeah, it's Detroit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did we do that yesterday? We must have talked about Latavius yesterday, but we'll preview the game today. Sony Michelle was limited in practice. What do you think about him? I, uh, I don't know what to really think because it's the Patriots and they typically list anybody who is limited in practice as questionable and they're very good about not letting information get out. We're probably going to have to wait until Sunday to get a real idea on whether or not he has a chance to play. If he does play, you start him. Royce Freeman did not practice, so we don't expect him to play. It's good for Lindsey and Devontae Booker. Um, Melvin Gordon was limited in practice. Any concerns here about Gordon playing? It's, I'm still a little concerned. But it's the second straight practice where he's been limited. All reports are he's going to play. 
All right, we are also previewing that game, so I, I guess I'll skip ahead, though. If Gordon's out, would you start Eckler against a you know, pretty good run defense in Seattle? 100%. Flex. Chris Thompson mispractice. Allen Robinson mispractice. I guess it seems like Thompson and Robinson certainly could miss this week's games. Alex Collins mispractice, guys, yesterday. Thoughts here? That's one to watch on Friday. I don't know if it was like a rest day for him. Maybe no, he got downgraded. A day to rest his hands after fumbling again last week. That's not his fault. It really wasn't, but he still did. Um, yeah, see if he prices Friday. I wouldn't feel good about starting him even if he does play against Pittsburgh, though. But what about Javoris Allen? I mean, people were desperate. Like, would you start Javoris Allen or uh, Peyton Barber? What's Ty Montgomery going to do? I I would imagine Allen would be the guy. Allen is going to be the guy. Yeah, uh, it's a tough I would matchup. go. I guess I would go. I'd go Allen over Barber. Allen over Barber, but it wouldn't be. It's not a slam dunk. <clears throat> Okie dokie. They'll just catch a lot of passes. Jamison Crowder mispractice. Cooper Cup. He's, he's already been ruled out. He's been ruled out. Okay. Cooper Cup is on track to play. Khalil Mack mispractice again. Mike Evans returned to practice. That's good. Antonio Callaway has an ankle injury. Something to watch as they get ready for Kansas City. Tyreek Hill was downgraded. He practiced in full on Wednesday, was limited on Thursday, but we still think Tyreek Hill is going to play, right? Yep. But another one to watch on Friday. What about Kiki QT? Limited in practice again. Getting closer. Yeah. Looking, trending in the right direction for QT. Washington left tackle Trent Williams is seeing a thumb specialist, so he might miss this game, might need an operation, and I don't think it would be one of those like season enders, but sometimes guys get surgery on a finger or something, and they're back in a couple weeks. That's Trent Williams for the Redskins. On defense, Denver safety Darian Stewart and cornerback Bradley Roby mispractice. So that would certainly help uh, Deshaun Watson, right? These are two key pieces of the secondary. Absolutely. Um, would it make a big difference in your rankings if they're out? He move up a couple spots. All right, Watson right now is around 10th for everybody. Andrew Sendejo is a Viking safety, and Xavier Rhodes, cornerback, they both could play this week against Detroit. Yep, that'll hurt the Lions offense. And Atlanta cornerback Robert Alford is dealing with an ankle injury. They'll be at Washington. Uh, a quick peek at the start startometer here for some guys we're going to talk about later in the show, just in case people don't have time to listen. Startometer zero to ten. Ryan Fitzpatrick at Carolina. Eight. Sure. Seven. Chris Carson against the Chargers. Eight if he's healthy. It would have been an eight and a half if he had been healthy. Uh, we don't know. Austin Eckler in that same game at Seattle. Six. Six. I'll say five if Melvin Gordon plays and ten if Melvin Gordon doesn't. Still pretty high. That's really high no, for Eckler. Well, Melvin forget Gordon's about the out. ten. If Gordon plays, five, five, a five, a six, and a six for Eckler doesn't really do anything. <laughs> I've been scored. worried. Yeah, well, this is a tough opponent. No, just I think five is is flexish. All right, fair. Deion Lewis Monday night at Dallas. Five. Five and non-PPR, seven and PPR. I'll say six and non-seven and P. I'll say four and six. I like the abbreviation for PPR, Dave. Yeah, we gotta hurry this up. Amari Cooper. Aren't I the one who's supposed to say that? Uh, Amari Cooper against Tennessee on Monday night. Three. Seven. Six. Only a three, Heath, for Amari Cooper. Yeah, you're the low guy on him. 
Yeah, I'm a little uh, a little nervous about both he and Demarius Thomas. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. First game with a new team. And there's no reason for you people not to join our FanDuel contest at FanDuel.com slash FFT. FanDuel.com slash FFT. Oh, it's so much fun. Every single week you get a new team. You get as many teams as you want on FanDuel. Heath, will you be over under 100 lineups on FanDuel this week? I'm probably going to be just under. <laughs> okay, well, I'll have two. So if you have 98, then together we will have 100 lineups. Maybe I'll do more. I'm on a little bit of a winning streak, at least in my 50-50s. So, um, yeah, I, I actually enjoy the 50-50s a lot. And that's when you just – for me, it's like a 100-person contest. Half the league wins. I play for $5. You win $9. And I do pretty well in those because the info, the information, the help that we give on this podcast should be pretty helpful for all of you. And you should be able to – uh you know, use it on FanDuel and, and win some money. That's the goal anyway. Anyway, sign up for FanDuel at FanDuel.com slash FFT. When you do that, you can join our contest there. You can also get a $5 bonus if you are a new user. A $5 bonus on FanDuel.com slash FFT. So join it right now, and let's have some fun playing some more fantasy football, some daily fantasy football. This bonus is for new users only. Bonus not available for withdrawal. State and age restrictions apply. And for full eligibility rules and terms and conditions, Go to FanDuel.com. On our mailbag show, we will give you some FanDuel advice. Quick round of emails. This is from Dwayne. Dear Albert, Minnesota, and Domino. Fats. Players? They're fats. Fat Albert, Minnesota fats, and fats Domino. Uh, I've been playing for uh, fantasy football for 25 years, but I'm new to Dynasty. I was just offered two 2019 first-round picks for Adam Thielen. Would love to get your opinion on this. So I assume if you're considering this trade, your team is terrible. Because you would not make this trade if you're in the playoffs. Um, I want to know where the first round picks are. If there are two end of the first picks, no chance I would take it. If one of them looks like it could be a top three pick, I would consider it. It's probably a team that's trying to contend for a championship. But if he has so two picks, one of them, so right. one of the picks will definitely be toward the back of the first round. Yeah, I, I don't think it's enough. I really don't. Just depends if, you know, if, Adam Thielen's your only good player. I was yeah. offered a future first-round pick for George Kittle in our dynasty league, and I turned it down. Now I admit I uh, I don't know um, all that much about the prospects right now, but I'm looking at mock draft right now, and, and I'm not seeing a running back. I'm looking at two mock drafts on CBSSports.com. I'm not seeing a running back in round one right now. So if you knew that a guy like Saquon Barkley was coming out, it'd be different. But I guess you'd have to have the number one pick. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know that this is going to be the best year. This upcoming year is going to be the best year to have a first-round dynasty pick or to be trading for a first-round dynasty pick. What I, just, is, I just wonder, though, with NFL teams, after all these guys are getting burned by running backs, that they're going to draft them in, again in the first round. I think only if it's a special talent like it's been with Barkley and Zeke. Right. But but the quarterback the crop way. stinks, too. So yeah, it's going to be I, I defensive ends and linemen. There are a couple of receivers in there. I, I don't want to talk like I know what I'm talking about, but uh, I saw – I'll pull it up again. I just deleted it. Sorry. CBSSports.com mock draft. I think there was a receiver going like sixth overall in the, the mock draft that was updated on. October 19th, let's take a look. It is uh Nikhil Harry of Arizona State oh, going yeah, he's fifth, gonna be awesome. fifth overall in Chris Chapasso's 
mock draft. But that's there's really not a lot of skill position players. AJ Brown out of Ole Miss projected right. to go twelfth here. Mm-hmm. That was one that I knew about coming into the year. Yeah, a couple of quarterbacks going early. That's assuming Justin Herbert from Oregon comes out. If he doesn't come out, then it's going to be a really bad crop. So it looks like a defense, uh, offensive line kind of draft potentially right. developing. So don't make the trade or ask for more. Uh, all right, just was going to read more emails, but I think we should just get starter sit. So let me read this one from Herv in a suburb of Boston. Uh, Everett. How early is too early to put up Christmas decorations? As early as your wife wants to. <laughs> See, Our neighborhood put up said. Christmas decorations yesterday, November 1st. Yeah, yeah, that's early. Which caught me off guard, and I, I love Christmas lights. Um, but it, it just seemed a little too soon. How about... How about the weekend after Thanksgiving? That's what I think. Yeah, I think weekend the, after Thanksgiving. That, well, see, that's the thing though. The weekend after Thanksgiving is not early. That's the standard Christmas decorating weekend. Okay. So if you want to be extra festive, you have to go before that. How I, do you feel about it? I think you're usually. I think Mr. November first is fine. I'm not going to really do much of that. Like I don't hang oh, lights. What a when shock! You bring your tree into the house. Um, whenever my wife tells me to. Okay. You know and what you should usually, do? Usually Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Week? yeah. I, I have an idea. Heath. You should put lights up and then turn them off on Christmas and put a sign up that said like, gone Carolyn, so nobody bothers you on Christmas. Well, people don't really, um, go to other people's houses and ask for things on Christmas. Uh, you might. You would go to Santa's house. All right. Let's beat the wave. Oh wait, there's stat of the year from Heath Cummings. Antonio Brown at Baltimore. You want to, you want to give it? He has played eight games in Baltimore. He has one touchdown, zero 100-yard games. In non-PPR, he has scored two, one, five, five, nine, six, fourteen, and three fantasy points in Baltimore. Wow, that's my phone number. <laughs> Dave is an eight-digit phone number. Uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. That's six or fewer in uh, seven in six of eight games in non-PPR. So where do you have him ranked? Uh, I think and I had him ranked low before this, but I think I have him 12 or 13. Okay. I've got him 8. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not not the best uh, week for DFS Antonio Brown. Uh, let's beat the waiver wire. We'll get into the games. Well, the two quarterbacks that might be available that really stand out in week 10 are going to be Alex Smith at Tampa Bay and Andy Dalton against New Orleans. Uh, so Andy Dalton. Anyone else? <laughs> anyone else? No love for Nick Mullins? Well, you can't beat the waiver wire anymore with Nick Mullins. Ah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Dalton's really the, uh, like, I don't know that Alex Smith's matchup is that much better next week than it is this week, and nobody wants to play him this week. Sure. Eh, yeah, I think that's, that'll, that'll pretty much do it. Bortles at Indianapolis if you're desperate. Okay, um, we've got the Chiefs DST against Arizona, but the Chargers DST very exciting at Oakland, 61% and sent on. They already played Oakland once this year, and uh, they did very, very well. I mean, 49ers DST was pretty good last night, and they get one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL next week. Can't beat the waiver wire, though, but yes. Uh, that's Eli Manning, and shut up. The Packers DST against Miami. Jamison Crowder at Tampa Bay. I'm just reaching here. Yeah, he's, he might not play. He might not that play. That would be a bad one. You don't have to beat the I mean, waiver wire for him. bibs right now if you want to just take a look at someone. Uh, DJ Moore at Pittsburgh. DJ Moore, 62% owned. Christian Kirk at the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, Christian Kirk. And Larry Fitzgerald, last I checked, was like 
75 to 80% owned. I don't know what he is now. Is this when you want to talk about Josh Adams? Yeah, absolutely. Adam? Uh, I was also going to say Antonio Callaway, but he's dealing with an injury, but he gets the Falcons next week. But Rashard, Josh- Rashard Higgins is back in practice, so that may hurt Callaway. Okay. Um, Josh Adams is 12% owned. He will. He- I'll say Duke Johnson. Yeah. I wish the Browns would say Duke Johnson. They might, though. Well, they kind of gave the same answer that they've been giving right. this season long. Yeah. And who's he got next week? He's got Atlanta. We know they don't defend pass catching running backs well, but that's a good, that's a good idea. You don't know what's going to happen with Duke. This might be a resurgence for him. But I just think Adams is 12% owned, and I could easily see myself picking him up and then dropping him after a week. I'm not dropping anyone I really like for him. But I, this is your opportunity to get him before everybody else wants Josh Adams. And one more. Uh, he may play this week, Elijah McGuire. All right. What about Deontay Foreman? Uh, they have their bye next week, so I don't know if you want to do it now. You probably have two weeks to do so. They're talking about activating him soon. Two defensive players that are actually owned in a decent amount of leagues. Joey Bosa, 56% owned, and Deion Jones, 35% owned. Is it possible both could be back next week? Bosa and Jones? I don't – there was something weird about Jones, right? And the number of – it's like games, not weeks, so he may be one extra week. I'm not Uh, sure. Well, he he went out in week one. so uh, He has to miss eight. Is that right? Yes. And they've had a bye – so he so couldn't come right. back until you're after right. week ten. Yep, you're right. So I have to wait till week eleven if he has to miss eight, yeah, eight games instead of eight weeks. Okay, uh, yeah, they could get him back as soon as week eleven. All right, so I probably should drop Deion Jones in the league I'm stashing him in. That extra week certainly makes a difference. Atlanta's at Washington, and I would just like to say the NFC home games are very intriguing. The terms of starters sit. I think we're gonna have some good good discussions today. We start with the Falcons visiting the Redskins stat of the game. Ten wide receivers have had either 70 yards or a touchdown or both against the Redskins in their last five games. Ten wide receivers, 70 yards or a touchdown or both against the Redskins in their last five games. So we'll start Julio Jones, but what about two players that are sort of trending down, Calvin Ridley and Mohamed Sanu? Sanu's banged up. He didn't practice on Thursday with a hip injury. So that's another one if you're in a deeper league that you have to monitor. And if he's out, I think that would help Calvin Ridley quite a bit. It would help Austin Hooper quite a bit as well. Well, Ridley's really been a a dud recently. And if he doesn't score, he has like one game with more than 60 yards or something like that. If he doesn't score, you're screwed. So he, you know, what what do you do with Ridley? Start or sit? And does it depend on Sanu? I'd rather sit both of them. I would 100% sit both of them. All right. So if Julio's the only receiver you're confident in, what does that mean for Matt Ryan? Start or sit Matt Ryan? Sit. He would be a sure sit any other week. This week it's hard to find 12 quarterbacks you like more. It's a tough matchup that's getting tougher because Quentin Dunbar looks like he's going to come back and play. That's the number two cornerback for Washington. Their defensive line is going to probably get in Ryan's face quite a bit. And his track record playing outdoors, especially on grass, is not good at all. So the uh, the uh, the deck is stacked against Matt Ryan having a good game this week. He is twelfth for all three of you, actually. So Fitzpatrick over Matt Ryan, Deshaun Watson over Matt Ryan, but not not Alex Smith, right? No. no. Okay. And not Derek Carr. He Ryan has the feel of a quarterback who could finish with 18 fantasy points, and that will probably be good enough for number 12 this week with six teams on by. No, no, after Mullins. 
We already got one. That's well, but we also top we Derek Carr didn't. Nobody make it. nobody has Carr ranked as a top twelve guy. No, that's true. All right, fine. It'll be like thirteen. <laughs> it's weeks over. The Redskins' run defense is terrific. Second fewest rushing yards per game in the NFL. Three point eight yards per carry to running backs. Um, fifth fewest fantasy points to running backs. And in their last four games, Mark Ingram rushed for 53 yards, but Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon Barkley all failed to rush for 40 yards. So I know we're not going to start Ito Smith, but what about Tevin Coleman? I'd get away from him. He's a flex. Yeah, that's about as nice of a thing we can say about him this week. Touchdown dependent against a team that doesn't allow a lot of rushing touchdowns. I'd stay away if I could. I've got him right in the uh, LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore range. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, Alex Collins or what Tevin a range? Coleman? Uh, Tevin Coleman over Alex Collins. Yeah, Collins might not play. Well, okay, if he doesn't play, then sure we'll take Coleman. But I'll take Coleman over Collins, even if Collins plays. I might take Allen over Coleman though, if Allen's the guy. PPR, I think that's smart. Like or love Austin Hooper? Like, like, yeah, like. But the like gets a little likier if Sanu's out. I'd start Herndon over him. I would not. I think? wouldn't in PPR. PPR, no. Who do you think wins? Washington. Washington. All right, let's go to the Redskins side. So, look, Alex Smith has a great matchup, but he's 15th for Jamie, 20th for Dave, 17th for Heath. Nobody's super excited. And by the I way, I would have started Derek Carr over him. Yeah, I'm, he'll probably I do think. better than Derek Carr, but he might get sacked a bunch. I dropped. I had Alex Smith. I dropped him for Matthew Stafford. It was a good decision. Okay. You have chosen wisely. It's better long term. I like Smith better this week though. You do? Yeah. Okay. Well, that sucks. Um, yeah, it was sort of, I, I saw the claim go through and I was like, did I do the right thing? Cause it's going to be tough for Stafford if, if Sendejo and Rhodes play. Um, the Washington running backs. All right. I think at this point it's probably too risky to start Chris Thompson if he plays, right? Just, he's so beat. He's not be, play. I would be surprised if he played. All right. I, I expect him to be ruled out on Friday. So what about Adrian Peterson? 17 or more carries in five of seven games, 96 or more rushing yards in all five of those games, and the Falcons allow the seventh most fantasy points to running backs. There's no intrigue here. You start him. Just like we all said you would do with Adrian Peterson in week nine of the season. (laughs) All right. We'll compare Peterson. (laughs) He's been great. Look, he has been great. And this Falcons defense has not. And Washington has hitched its wagon to him. And he's going to get a lot of carries. And he might even get a couple of catches. And if Capri Bibbs is playing, then go get him too. Uh, Yeah, okay. But in what context? Like would you start right. Capri that, Bibbs? That's a desperation. PPR, PPR with six PPR, teams sorry. on a bye. If you don't have Thompson, you don't have Alex Collins, you could be starting Capri Bibbs. Uh, would you start him over Tevin Coleman? No, I would not. I would also get Bibbs if you're having a barbecue this weekend. <laughs> is there – and if, you know, for my – Three-and-a-half-month-old son. Is there anyone in the passing game that you'd start for the Redskins? I'm probably still starting Jordan Reed. PPR only, though. It's it's not pretty. He has not played well. His routes are short to the line of scrimmage. I think he had one long catch last week. Everything else he was doing was running short. Alex Smith isn't good. And they're going to be conservative with the football. I, I would not want to trust Jordan Reed. Yeah, I don't think anybody does, but he did have seven catches last week. And the Washington DST, a little bit of a disagreement here. Fourth for Dave, for Jamie and Heath, 11th for Dave. Everybody's got him as a start, but Jamie, you know, I'll go to you. You have them fourth. You are quite confident in the Redskins. 
Yeah, they get after the quarterback, and Matt Ryan outdoors is not very good. Their offense as a whole is not very good away from the dome. So I think this is going to be a good opportunity for them as their defense continues to improve. I don't feel good about starting them as a top five unit. I think they're top 12. This is a tough week for DSTs. I think they'll definitely get some sacks. They will probably get at least one turnover as well. Um, but I, I, I don't think that they're going to be, I don't think they're going to score a touchdown. I don't think their special teams is going to score a touchdown. I don't anybody think they're, they're going to goes into your week thinking your DST is going to score a touchdown. It's a little crazy, unless you have some really compelling data for it. That's probably. Fairly true, unless you've got a really good returner. I will say this, which unless you're facing Nathan game. Peterman, then you can expect it. Okay, yeah, oh, they're scoring. The Bears are scoring. The Bears right, are going to so score whatever. a defensive touchdown. The, the Look, start the Redskins I think they'll give fine, up Dave. a lot of yards. They might not give up a lot of points. Yeah, I'm not so sure how good their pass defense is. I, I don't know how much they've been tested, but um, their run defense is really outstanding, the Redskins. Uh, the Rams at the Saints. And if there was one game you'd want to go to this week, that's the... Patriots Packers but if there's two it's probably the Rams at the Saints and if you want to get there well I have a suggestion for you I'm going to give you $20 I'm going to say here here's a ticket and also here's $20 back that of course would be through the SeatGeek app a great opportunity for our listeners to get to a game get to a concert get to a comedy show get to theater all with guaranteed tickets, every purchase fully guaranteed on SeatGeek SeatGeek.com or the very awesome very much on my phone and used all the time. SeatGeek app. Promo code is FFT. All you got to do is find your tickets. Search for the event. You're going to get all these results because SeatGeek pulls in results from multiple sites. You're going to see where the bargains are. You're going to see where the best values are. See the seats that fit your budget. Select the seats and enter the promo code FFT. That promo code is FFT. It is 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Outstanding app. The best, the easiest uh, just the most efficient and affordable way to get tickets right now. This is SeatGeek, and the promo code is FFT. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Rams are at the Saints. So pretty interesting stat here, what both teams are going to try to do. Both squads are top five in time of possession. So, you know, you go into this game hoping that Drew Brees is going to throw a lot. The Rams score 30 points almost every week. They actually see the 10th fewest pass attempts per game defensively. Teams don't throw that much on them because they don't have the ball that much. But the Saints are also great at time of possession. So that's going to be uh, an important number to watch. Now, let's get to the stat of the game. The Rams allow 4.8 yards per carry to running backs. Seven running backs have had double-digit carries against the Rams. Five of them scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR. The only two that didn't were David Johnson and an injured Dalvin Cook. So obviously people are starting Kamara. What about Mark Ingram? One of the tougher calls maybe in this game. Mark Ingram, starter sit. I actually think he's got a decent chance to score and get some good yardage as well. So I like him as a number two. I'm starting him. But yeah. Peterson over Ingram? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well... I guess the way to attack this game is tell me how you how you kind of project it. What do you see happening? Is it a shootout? Is it a lot of running and maybe points, but not a ton of passing? Like, how do you see this game going? Everything. <laughs> I I I think that both play callers are savvy enough to take advantage of weaknesses on each other's teams, and both teams have one good corner and not a whole lot else in the secondary. Both teams have. Good, not great pass rushes. It depends on how you like your pass rush, whether you like big guys 
up the A gaps or guys coming off the edge. I think both quarterbacks are going to put up huge numbers. I think, I think defenses will be exploited big time in this game. I think the running backs catching passes will be a huge factor. That's, I, I love Camaro this week because I think he's going to get like eight catches for 80 yards. You're basically starting everyone. Yeah, I don't know how you feel bad about starting. Well, there are, I think there are two intriguing players. It's Traquan Smith and Ben Watson. No, I think Mark Ingram is a tough call. I it depends on who you're. It's six teams on a bye, though. Against. It's hard to say you're not playing him. I mean, you, okay. you obviously have certain certain situations. You know, James White, James Conner, Philip Lindsay. You know, those guys that weren't drafted early or picked up off waivers. You're you're playing them over him. But okay, what about the waiver wire wide receivers, Jamie? What about DJ Moore? No. Oh, yeah, it's Ingram over alone. Yeah, maybe Sutton and Sutton. PPR if you want to take a take a flyer on that. But even that's risky. You know, there's so. a chance that Ingram catches as many passes as Sutton. Right. So you're uh. you're playing you're playing Ingram, and, and he's not really doing I, that I, though. Huh? He's not really catching passes. Two or well, three. Yeah, two, game. three last week. He's got seven catches in three games. Yeah, I mean, the two per game, you'll take that. Okay, but that's not, that's not wide receiver. With, with the, look, I mean, look, you got the, what, over 90 total yards last week? Yeah. In, in a tough so, matchup? Something like that. You're, you're playing him. I mean, the guys in the, at the end of the running back two discussion, I said Tevin Coleman was, was a flex. I've still got him ranked 24th, and it's not because I like him at all. Right. So, he, he's a, not in that class. He's, he's well above Tevin Coleman. Okay, I understand. Uh, I think Ingram was started about 70% of leagues last week. So I, I do think he's a guy that, whereas Kamara is an automatic start, obviously Ingram is not an automatic start. He was last year. He might be this week, but just in general, I don't think fantasy owners view him that way. Yeah, no, it goes back to what we, we talked about, I think, on Tuesday. You know, he's a great buy-low candidate, or Wednesday. He's a great buy-low candidate, and if he comes out of this game with a strong performance, then you will be starting him the rest of the way. So if we look at the Rams, you guys have Jared Goff, top seven. Fifth through seventh in your rankings. Start golf. Um, girly start. And all three wide receivers, give them a go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, you just have to hope that Cup is 100% or close to it. But, again, you're starting him. They're all top 15 fantasy running backs. Receivers. And receivers. Receivers. And receivers. receivers. I bet they'd be number one tight ends. Uh, Saints allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers. If you're curious about the Rams tight ends, just don't do it. Actually, this is the strength of the Saints. They are good against tight ends. Breeze, I think you all have ahead of Goff, maybe like one or two spots. Very close. I've got him two spots ahead of Goff. Yeah, I've got him three spots. And Jamie has him two spots ahead of Goff. I, okay, this is the only one, because like I said, the Rams don't get passed on a lot, because they own time of possession. You think this is a throwback Breeze game? I mean, if they're putting up 30, then he's going to be thrown. All right. I think I, the, the Rams putting up 30. I thought I looked, I looked at Breeze in high scoring games last year. Combined 50 or more points. He had some good ones, he had some bad ones. Like, combi- games in which the Saints and their opponents scored 50 or more points. He, he was a mixed bag. The, yeah, I mean. Including I the Rams that. game, by the way. The, well, that game we was all, a 26-20 game and he, he was bad, 15 fantasy points. We all just said we don't want to start Matt Ryan and he's QB 12 this week. Yeah. Like, you're, you're starting Drew Brees. Alright, I think I just have an intense desire to talk about this game, cause I'm looking forward to it so much, but, you know what, let's not overcomplicate it, start these guys. What about Traquan Smith? Great I, flyer. I love Great him flyer. as a flex. Yeah, he's, he's a flex from top 30 wide receiver, I think, for yeah, me. That's me too. Um, I, there's a lot of upside there. It's, just, no, there's a, a, a really low floor as well. Traquan or DJ Moore? No. I, I have Smith higher. 
Moore is probably the safer play. Smith is the higher ceiling play. Traquan or Tevin Coleman? Traquan. Same. I'll say the same thing. Coleman's safer. Smith has a higher ceiling. Yeah, I think I have Coleman projected just a little bit higher, but Traquan does have enormous potential. He's just not getting a lot of targets or catches. I mean, that's just, he's playing a lot, but right. just, they're not looking. But if they're going to attack the weakness of this Rams secondary, it's not going to be neat. Marcus Peters is going to be on Michael Thomas. He's which, not been good yet. He lately. has not, but the other corners that they have have not been good either. And I think Traquan Smith can burn past Troy Hill, for example, just like Valdez Scantling did last week. Uh, there, there's going to be lots of catnip for those coaches. You're going to see some shots to Traquan Smith. And if you need a tight end, you can look to Ben Watson, but there hopefully are better options. Watson is right around 15th, 14th or 15th for all three of our guys in both formats. And sit the Rams DST, and honestly, you, you probably can drop them. They got the Saints this week, then Seattle, then the Chiefs, then a bye. So, I mean, if you want to stash them for the playoffs, you can do that, but... um not, if not, you're not a great playing stretch. this week, then drop them. Yeah. Uh, so before we get to Detroit, Minnesota, did we just preview the Bonanza? No, we did not. I won't even did get cute. Did he just refer to himself in third person? No. I said we. I said we. Oh, I thought you said he. <laughs> he is going with the Packers and the Patriots. You got to go with the two best quarterbacks in NFL history, right? Bonanza. Montana's coming every time. You know what? I have trouble with this. There are two things I know about. Well, after your Jason Witten take, you have trouble with a lot of things. No, my Jason Witten take is right. People will get on board. Um, after so, there are two things I know about football. Number one, Tom Brady is the best quarter best quarterback in NFL history. Number two, Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. Wow! And they just somebody stole your stick. <laughs> yeah, you can you can just forget about everything you just said. It doesn't matter anymore. Why? And you've been overruled. Somebody Why? Just stole your stick. Get, this tweet just showed up in our mentions. What happened? From someone that uh, I think can overrule you. Game of the week. <laughs> Saints Rams should be fantasy bonanza. Who said that? Prisco drink? Nope. Nope. Somebody very similar to Prisco, though. Yes. An elder statesman of the NFL writing world. Uh, I, I happen to do his show with him every year. John Clayton? Yes. He said he, he John Clayton just called a bonanza? Just right. called the Saints Rams a yep. fantasy bonanza. We've got a bonanza off. Oh, all right. Started. Bring it on. Wait, wait, hold on. Bring so it we, on, we had, Clayton. We had, we had a very, uh, for the fantasy community, a very enjoyable uh, Matthew Berry versus Michael Fabiano spat. Now we should have an animator versus John Clayton Spat. Ooh, I missed Barry versus Fabio. Get in his mentions yeah. and call let's him a go. plagiarist. That's funny. Uh, well, let's move on to Detroit, yeah, as, and Minnesota. I'd like to say, as I like to say on our uh, our uh, uh, HQ programming, be a man. Be a man. Look him in the eye. Look him in the eye. I wouldn't do that. He seems so nice. And call. He's he's extremely nice, but can't steal your stick. Mom, I'm done with my segment. Alright, Detroit at Minnesota. Stat of the game. A running back has scored double-digit fantasy points in non-PPR against the Vikings. Yes, the vaunted Vikings defense in five of their last six games. So that's good for carry on Johnson, right? But wait! Only two of those five running backs did that with rushing totals alone. So it's actually been, the Vikings have been pretty brutal against running backs in the passing game. Maybe carry on Johnson can do that, but He's a tough call, right? Or, or is he not? Carry on Johnson, starters. Well, but it's getting tougher because it looks like Theo Riddick is on the way back. Right, right. If I rank, yeah, if we rank Theo Riddick, then Johnson's going to fall into tough call territory. 
he's going to be in that Mark Ingram range or maybe even past. I think below him. Yeah. I would rather start Ingram, yeah. Okay. But if Riddick's out, he's a must start, in my opinion. Must start? A must start. <laughs> Which quarterback do you like better, Cousins or Stafford? Cousins. 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 Yeah, Stafford, we'll stick with the Lions first. He, you can get away from Stafford, right? It's hard. Well, it's hard because I, I don't know how you guys feel about the wide receivers, but I think volume is going to help them be good this week. Well, we, we've seen Stafford in that Thanksgiving game, 215-2. I mean, mm-hmm. and an interception. I, I think that's an easy stat line for him. Yeah, I, it's hard because that's 20 fantasy points. Matt Ryan's at Washington. Ben Roethlisberger's at Baltimore. Russell Wilson throws 12 passes a game. <laughs> and everybody else is on a bye. Would you start Stafford or Roethlisberger? I'd start Stafford. Stafford. And I said Roethlisberger earlier this week, and I've changed it. I've got Ben higher. Stafford's last six games against the Vikings, six point per passing touchdown leagues, 23-22. That's good. Then 18-18-10 and 18 fantasy points. I'm pretty sure that's a better average than Ben's last six against the Ravens. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, much better. Um, all right, so uh, Galladay or, or Marvin Jones? Galladay, but they're close. They're very close. There are compelling reasons to put Jones ahead of Galladay. Jones, now I've learned that he leads the NFL in end zone targets. He leads the team in deep targets, 17. And he's going to get more targets because Golden Tate's not there. I still think if Rhodes plays, Rhodes is on Jones. Okay, so then that would leave but Trey Wayne maybe not. smaller That's what I think. on why would, why would they put him on Jones, though? Jones has the longer history. Jones has the most better recent success. And Jones is the bigger The only threat. reason Pick Galladay is because we all got so well, excited no, about I, fantasy. I, but again, if you look at it, you have the the bigger physical guy who's making more plays is Galladay. And the well, bigger... no, it's better than Jones for the last three weeks. Well, last week. Look, last Galladay week hasn't was really done the much. only one where he was great. Yeah, Galladay Jones, hasn't no. done anything in two weeks, but... You know, Jones didn't do Jones anything didn't, right. Yeah, the Jones other thing is that the Vikings are fairly confident in Trey Wayne's taking the other guy, whoever that other guy yeah, is. But and they the, can always switch in the middle of the game. Sure. I, I mean, I just look at it as Xavier Rhodes is one of the most physically built cornerbacks that can run. And if you're going to look at what Galladay is, like that's just a perfect matchup mano a mano. Like Jones is a big guy, but he's not big like Galladay is. But Jones is fast. So what do, all right. So what do we do? Sorry, just to. I think point. they're both number two receivers. You can't you can't look at what the target share is going to be with Golden Tate not there and what their upside could be if in fact one of them does go off. It's almost like your friendship strategy. One guy's gonna have a good game. Yeah. One guy's probably not going to. And yeah. so you just have to sort of take your take your lumps. It, it in in the case if you have both, you probably want to split them up. If you have one, you're probably starting. Hey, look, th- this is what great wide receivers have done against Minnesota. Devontae Adams had eight for sixty four and a touchdown. Uh, the Rams wide receivers, that was a terrible game for the Vikings defense. All three of them went over 100 yards, scored 16 or more fantasy points in non-PPR, 21 or more in PPR. Alshon Jeffrey, though, got shut down. Three fantasy points, five in PPR. And Michael Thomas played them without Xavier Rhodes. He had five catches for 81 yards for eight fantasy points in non and 13 in PPR. Should have had a touchdown if it was Breeze throwing to him instead of Taysom Hill. Uh, it's that's a good point. We're so bitter but, over but the no place. No Rhodes so. and no Griffin in some of those games. Um, so Griffin's back and Rhodes hopefully will be back as well. Maybe Sendejo. It is tough, and um, probably one that you're going to want to tune into fantasy football today on Sunday morning on CBS Sports HQ to get the latest updates. Uh, that pretty much covers it for the Lions going to the Vikings. Uh, like or love Cousins. Like love. This week, love. 
it's 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 love. The Lions defense is not. I good. think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the like love line. Oh, okay. If it's if, he's, if they're above Fitzpatrick, you love him. Yeah, this is he's above Fitzpatrick. So I love him, and I love love Adam Thielen because the matchup in the slot is going to be so good for him. You know, last week Heath told me to start Cousins over Breeze, and Dave and Jamie did not. And I listened to me and Heath because we're Team Heath, and I was you know we were right. Uh, this week you're all going to tell me to start Breeze over Cousins, and I don't know if I want to listen to you. But uh, <laughs> is it four or six point for fast touchdown? Six. Because uh, in four, I would say Cousins over Breeze. It's that close between them. Yes. Well, they're both top seven, I think, for everybody, right? I've got Breeze five, Cousins six, and flip flop it in four points. That's going to agonize. That's going to be an agonizing decision, like every week. Uh, Latavius Murray must start, right? Must start. If Cook is out. Yeah. What if he plays? He's still starting him, but I don't know if it's as slam dunk. Do we go back to the snap count, Dalvin Cook, where he's only on the field for 18 uh, Probably, days? but, probably. I mean, you know, it, it's it's such an appetizing matchup that if Cook just does anything good early on, maybe Murray's not doing much. I, it, it's just very frustrating. If Cook plays, I think Latavius Murray, for me, will be at the, the beginning of that um, terrible LaShawn McCoy, Tevin Coleman, Frank Gore tier, and Dalvin Cook will probably be at the end of it. Well, Tavis Murray is the start of the week. Do you, do you get to change that if Cook plays? Of course. Okay, good. And I, I, I changed the uh, write-up of it yesterday that I might change it today. Okay. And as of now, it's the start of the week. And regardless, if both players play, we're still going to take Cook over – or we're still going to take Murray over Cook, right? Yes. I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, he's got – if Cook does not play, Murray has such a great opportunity here. But the funny thing – I didn't realize this – in four games without Dalvin Cook, he only has more than 15 carries once. He's making the most of it, and the Lions allow 5.5 yards per carry. Start both Vikings wide receivers and uh, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph or Ben Watson? Rudolph. I'll take Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph or O.J. Howard? Howard. I've actually Howard. Rudolph just ahead of him. Rudolph or Jordan Reed? Rudolph for me. Rudolph and non-PPR Howard. Uh, Reed and PPR. I think he scores. Lions secondary is bad. Cousins good. Three games left. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Stat of the game. Tampa Bay is bad against every position except for one. What is that one position that they're good against? Kickers. They allow the 12th fewest fantasy points to kickers because they have allowed the most extra points, at least attempted, and the third fewest field goal attempts. So, <laughs> so there's that. Uh, teams score a lot of touchdowns. Don't settle for field goals. All right. Anyway, so you're, you're telling us not to go with the Bucks kicker, who's been horrible no, all year. Graham Gano. I'm starting oh. Graham Gano. I, I I was getting ready at the end of this to compliment you on how much better the stat of the games had been this week. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, also, they have cheeseburgers in Carolina where this game is being held, uh, but they didn't invent them. Ryan Fitzpatrick is eighth for Jamie, eighth for Heath, tenth for Dave. In six point per passing touchdown leagues, Ryan Fitzpatrick will score how many fantasy points? Twenty five. I have him projected for twenty five point zero three fantasy points. If he's going to score twenty five, then he should probably be a little bit. I don't know where you guys have him, but uh, well Adam, inside Adam the top ten. He, he's I literally no, right before no, that. Dave. Well, where, where is it, Adam? <laughs> eighth for eight. Look, everybody. Zones out for a bit. Jamie and Heath have him eighth. Dave has him tenth. And twenty-five points this week will probably be around eight to ten, if not. Oh worse. no, that could be higher. No, I think it could. 
We just had 28 points from Nick Mullins. You just said 18 was going to be in the top 12. I said that? No, that Dave no, did. I did. Well, Dave and I obviously disagree about that. All right, whatever. 25 points. Let's just say that. Um, Peyton Barber. So how come you don't, you seem a little lukewarm on Peyton Barber? He had 19 carries last week. Two of his last three games have been good. I think the matchup's good, but I'm not sure. I don't think the matchup's good. I don't think it's great. I think, it, you know, he's, he just doesn't do anything in the passing game. That's such a frustrating thing. He did against Atlanta, but that was it. That's true. And if he doesn't score, like he could be eight points non-PPR, maybe nine in PPR. I mean, he just, it's just, they don't use him enough in the right ways. Okay, so if and and Heath brought this up earlier this week or whenever Jameis was benched that this is going to hurt the running backs in the passing game because Jameis will will throw it to them. Fitzpatrick not necessarily as much. If Dalvin Cook plays, would you go with Latavius Murray or Peyton Barber? Latavius. I'd still go with Latavius. Okay, if Dalvin Cook plays, would you go with Dalvin Cook or Peyton Barber? Barber. 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 How many of the Bucks wide receivers are you starting? One for sure, probably Deshaun Jackson still, just because he was good with Patrick early this season. I'm nervous about using Deshaun, though, because I think Carolina's got a corner that can match up with him and Dante Jackson. So I've got I've got Godwin one spot ahead, and I have both Lions receivers ahead of Godwin and Jackson. The wide receivers that have done really well against Carolina are Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Odell Beckham, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, AJ Green, Julio Jones did not do so well, and neither did the Baltimore wide receivers. They've been a kind of an up and down defense. Uh, OJ Howard, everybody. Because they're facing start. up and down quarterback. Yeah, I, they're, they're annoying because I, I find it, it's like you love to go in a game like Carolina facing Tampa Bay and say, well, Carolina's got a great matchup. You, you go in Tampa Bay, it, you know, looking at the Bucks, I don't know if they have a great matchup. I guess well, I think that's, we should, we should probably accept that more often that about 75% of the teams we, it's kind of mixed. Fair enough. Um, so as far as O.J. Howard, everyone's starting. Uh, and then as I talk about Deshaun Jackson, why don't you compare Deshaun Jackson to Devin Funches and D.J. Moore? Love Funches this week. Love him. I think he's just such a physical presence for Tampa Bay secondary that they're not going to be able to deal with him. The highest targeted receiver against Tampa Bay in every game this season has given you at least 11 fantasy points. Wow. And he's usually the highest targeted receiver for Carolina. But is there... A change coming up. Is DJ Moore the highest targeted receiver? I don't think so. I think well, he was last week. He was last week, and it was the first time that he was. I think it was. Yeah, I, it, it, three targets is all that Funches had. He caught all three of them, and it, that's season low for sure. I'd rank the receivers in this game: Mike Evans, Big Gap, DJ Moore, Devin Funches, decent sized gap, Deshaun Jackson, Big Gap, Chris Godwin. Yeah, I put Jackson ahead of the Carolina guys, but. Uh, I like more slightly better than Funches too. But I like Funches also. Funches is my second favorite receiver in this game. Start Greg Olson. Start the Carolina DST. They're top eight. And, uh, Cam Newton is number one. And Christian McCaffrey, you're starting. Chargers are at the Seahawks. Fun one. This should be a fun one. Stat of the game. The Chargers have faced only two good quarterbacks this year. Two good fantasy quarterbacks. And both of them scored more than 30 fantasy points in six point per passing touchdown leagues. That was Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. Mahomes threw 27 passes. Goff threw 36 passes. So that's uh, the Chargers' pass defense. So we got two quarterbacks here that don't throw the ball a lot but put up fantasy points. Who do we like better, Phillip Rivers or Russell Wilson? I have Wilson higher, and I'm tempted to put Rivers ahead of – I'm tempted to put Rivers in my top 12. As much as I dislike the matchup for him, 
I, I buy into the Seattle defense. I think they're good. But Rivers is pretty damn good too. It's going to be a little harder to trust Rivers if Melvin Gordon plays because you know Melvin Gordon is such a big part of the offense. But it's, this is not a slam dunk for either quarterback, but I think it's harder for Rivers than it will be for Russ. I like Wilson better. I think it'll be easier for him, um, just based on how he's been playing. And I think he will throw the ball a little bit more this week, especially if Carson's out. I like Rivers better, but I don't want to start either one. They're 13 and 14 for me. They're both behind the Fitzpatrick line, right? Yeah. They're both behind the Matt Ryan line, which is the 12. don't like line. Right. Yeah, I, I think I have Wilson and Fitzpatrick back to back. Oh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> so Chris Carson. Thoughts? Must I, start if he plays. I, yeah, I wish he was healthy. I'd absolutely love to see him go and get 17, 18 carries, maybe and, even a catch. And he wasn't uh downgraded to did not practice. He was just limited. So it could just be that something was bothering him and they didn't want to risk it. If Carson doesn't play, it's an opportunity here against a defense that gives up 4.5 yards per carry to running backs. They don't give up a lot of long runs. But um, they, they. I are think it would be Mike good. Davis. And would you go with him? Good flex, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a sneaky one. Very good flex. Okay, how many wide receivers are we starting in this Chargers-Seahawks game? Confidently? Yeah. One. One. Zero. <laughs> I mean, you got to start Keenan Allen, don't you, Dave? His, his you numbers, don't have to. His numbers last year after his bye week were insane. He's going to get going. Of course. I think he gets going next week against Oakland. And good slot receivers had a lot of success against this team. I think 12 PPR fantasy points is is well within range. Lockett's a high inflex. Tyrell's a low inflex. And I'm not very excited about Mike Williams. I think, Wait a I think second. he's in, in a pretty different, different, similar range to David Moore. We haven't t- we haven't even said Doug Baldwin's name. Uh, yeah, he's um at the bottom. No, he's not at the bottom. He was right there with Tyrell. He's not healthy. Yeah. So sit. So get a, get away from Doug Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, what am I missing here? Eckler, we talked about at the top of the show. It's a good run defense, but if Gordon plays, you're playing him. So I think we could probably talk more about Eckler on the mailbag show, which we'll record after the uh, Friday injury updates. Perfect. Um, there you go. Ed Dixon. Jamie's got him 16th. Dave and Heath do not rank Ed Dixon in their top 24. Chargers have allowed a touchdown to a tight end in three of their last four games. Yeah, I'm playing him in a bunch of leagues where I have Zach Ertz. Okay. And uh, what do you think about the DSTs? Stay away. If you have to, if you want to roster the Chargers for next week's game, and you don't want to cut another DST, you can start them this week. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the Seahawks. Yeah, I don't either. And the Chargers, I I don't want to start. All right, Tennessee at Dallas. Who's excited for Monday Night Football? Yuck. Who's who are we starting in this game other than Zeke? The Cowboys defense. Cooper. Cowboys defense. Cooper. I've got him as a flex. I think I think he's a pretty good flex this week, and you got to figure that he's going to get minimum six targets. Oh, I I don't know. I don't think I we take the over. his first game with a new team. I don't think we could set a minimum expectation. I would take eight targets, at least. I would love for Dallas to do something like they, that. So basically, forty to fifty percent of the team's targets. I cannot imagine a scenario where they are not going to try and feature him as much as they possibly can. After everything that they've been hearing for two weeks and how that team operates, 
Jerry Jones at a World Series game. I mean, Jason Garrett was at a World Series game. He was doing his <laughs> perfect job game planning for this Titans defense. Look, they played better at home. Dak's been playing well of late. Uh, I think Dak's a good streaming option too if you're stuck this week. I mean, ten- Tennessee struggled with guys that get a lot of targets, and I think Cooper's going to get a lot of targets, especially outside wide receivers. Yes. We've I, seen I'm that. I'm just this worried year. they're not going to. I mean, if Tennessee can't, we love Dallas as a streaming defense. If Tennessee doesn't score, I don't. They're not going to throw it. They're, they're they not running the ball stop. 50 times. He'll throw the ball 20 to 25 times. Yeah. I feel like he's got a floor of 75 yards. No Jeff Swain. A floor of 75 yards? Yeah, I think he can That's get That's a you. ton of yards. Wow. So would you start Amari the, Cooper? The one other thing, the, the difference between Cooper and Demarius Thomas is that Cooper's been with this team for almost two weeks now. Well, he's been and with he's the Raiders for chance. four years, and he didn't have a floor of 75 yards. <laughs> no, but he – that's true. And, but and, and the Raiders have situation. been full of, full of competent you know, play callers and, and, and quarterbacks. Oh, we're going to say the Cowboys are co- have competent <laughs> play better callers? Than, better than Everybody the Raiders, on the Cowboys yes. hates their play the Raiders, calling. Yes. Uh, Cooper or LeSean McCoy? I'll take Cooper. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the upside of Cooper. Yeah, I'll, I'll take LaShawn McCoy. Cooper, um, or... and I'm not like I'm. What Dave just said, I think it's good that we've had this discussion because I think the upside is where they say it is. The upside is 75 or like but 80 and a touchdown, maybe even higher than that. That the floor is like 25 what's your floor? Yards. What, yeah. Oh what, my god, yeah, the floor is the floor is like 25. That? I completely agree with Heath. How can we say? That a guy who's had a bad year goes to a new team, his first game, and he doesn't have a super low floor. Like he obviously has a super low floor, I think. Seventy-five yard floor, I don't know. That's doesn't that that's that's the number one wide receiver in fantasy. Seventy-five yard floor. Um, Cooper or Aaron Jones? Jones. Jones. Cooper PPR. I'll take Jones in either format. Cooper or DJ Moore? Cooper Moore. Cooper. Cooper or Deion Lewis? Lewis. I will take Cooper over Lewis, but I do see a chance for Lewis to get a nice, he yeah. could get 75 total yards. Yeah, let's, Cooper. let's see if they turn the, uh, the keys over to Deion Lewis, at least in the terms of the backfield. Like, make, become more of a passing team and, I mean, he's get just Henry such off a, the field. he's a much better fit for this matchup than Derrick Henry is. Yeah, well, maybe much better fit for the offense. Did I, I read this week, I don't know if you guys did, that Mariota apparently his hand is feeling much better. Like he can actually like, feel feeling? his fingers. <laughs> uh, Heath, uh, Corey Davis or Amari Cooper? Uh, Corey Davis. Oh, boy. Corey okay. Davis or Antonio Brown? Uh, Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mailbag show. We'll wear it for you on Saturday. We'll record it today. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please watch Fantasy Football today, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern until 1 p.m., and listen to our Ion Fantasy Football radio show. And check out that Steelers podcast. It's going to be awesome. For Dave, James, Raheem, I'm Adam. Uh, na, 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 na. Na.